Hi everyone, my name is Suriti and you're listening to Manthan. Today I'm talking to Sachin Sharma, the director of Gem Recycling. He has been working in the recycling industry for many years now and takes us through its many complexities and jargon. Please join us to understand the nuances of recycling. So welcome to Manthan. Yeah, thanks a lot, dear. So basically this podcast, through this podcast, we're trying to bring more environmental awareness. So sir, we wanted to understand more about recycling. Okay. Because recycling is supposed to be, is taught to us that, you know, it could be the solution to a lot of our problems. Yeah, right. About uh, uh, your work and gem recycling and how do they manage? Yeah. So, uh, like, we started this organization, Gem uh, Recycling, in uh, 2013. And uh, so, since then, we are, you know, working uh, towards uh, proper disposal of the plastic waste. And we started with the uh, collection of the plastic waste from the manufacturing plants of organizations like, you know, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, Bristol, etc. And uh, our USP was that, you know, we used to ensure that whatever we collect, we uh, ensure that it is recycled as per the legal and environmental norms. And because what we see that, uh, see, uh, many of the plastic waste, though it's going for the recycling, but uh, still there is a need that, you know, uh, that the proper disposal of the plastic waste should be there. And uh, so gradually we move to uh, post-consumer collection, which involves, you know, the collection through the, uh, you know, from the, uh, the markets. And uh, we also installed reverse vending machines at different places uh, in Delhi NCR, in Maharashtra. And we installed like more than 100 reverse vending machines. And in these reverse vending machines, we used to give incentives to the users for depositing the plastic bottle there. And uh, so we had like good experience there, good learning there. And then for the last say couple of years, we are uh, focused more on the implementation of this PW in 2016 uh, along with the brand owners. So we are helping them to fulfill their extended producer responsibility. There is an EPR responsibility as per the uh, PW in 2016. So this is uh, our journey so far. And also from time to time, we are also conducting various awareness programs, which make people aware about proper disposal of the plastic waste and recycling and what needs to be done to ensure higher recycling and uh, how the recycling helps to, you know, uh, the, uh, I would say how the recycling helps to uh, take out this plastic waste problem. So all these things we are like addressing in our awareness programs and we target like, you know, uh, school children and then, uh, you know, the college going people, then uh, general public. So everybody we are targeting them because we believe that this plastic pollution problem, this can be tackled by uh, you know, if there is a uh, p- participation by the uh, public, so and this can be easily doable. Yeah. So, what are reverse vending machines? Basically, I can give an old plastic bottle and get something in return, something like that. Yeah. So, plastic. Uh, this reverse vending machine is based on the concept that you deposit a bottle, and then you can get some kind of a incentive or some kind of a you know. Uh, say uh, some kind of a cashback or some kind of an incentive you get 
So, and this is uh, basically uh, it's a this is more popular in the Western countries. In India, still yeah. you know it's a kind it's a kind of a new concept. And in most of the uh, European countries where it is successfully working, it is mainly because of the deposit refund system. So they have a deposit refund system where people like you know they pay some extra amount at the time of buying a product and when they return this packaging this plastic packaging okay yeah so then they get the refund back so and that's why it is more successful there in india we do not have this deposit refund scheme and therefore you see that you know the, uh, these reverse vending machines are there but they are like you know mainly for generating awareness yeah. in india usually people will, would have a problem with uh, the deposit refund scheme because it would charge more in the initial yeah, right. so yeah. people would yeah generally not be very acceptable to it yeah i understand so sir in india where are these machines installed if i may want to you know just see few of them yeah see uh, see we had installed actually these machines like in uh, gurgaon in delhi ncr and uh, maharashtra also but then because of this covid thing we have to like you know withdraw these machines here Mm-hmm. and uh, so because we uh, one needs to have you know proper uh, care of these machines so that's why actually uh, we have we had to withdraw and but we believe that you know once this covid situation is normalized so we will again install few machines here so in india uh, these uh, the the role of these reverse vending machines is usually done by these middlemen the raddiwalas the right. waste pickers and all of that So, sir, is that also a part of the formal recycling process, or is it a separate chain altogether? Uh, see, uh, this is a informal sector which is working in the waste, uh, you know, collection part. And in India, if you see the for this plastic waste, the majority of the waste is collected through this informal channel. Uh, the informal channel you are talking about is radhiwalas and kabadiwalas. So mm-hmm. normally, these people they are collecting this plastic waste. and they have over the years they have formed a very integral part of the entire value chain and if you see uh, uh, what happens is that these people they act now act as a kind of a middle person or a middleman between the uh, the uh, consumer of this plastic uh, you know waste and the final recycler so so do uh, are are they also a part of formal recycling processes systems like maybe your company or other companies or is it out of this chain altogether uh, see basically uh, to certain extent they are part of a formal uh, you know the collection process okay. also because what happens is like uh, see when they collect see the i tell you like how the chain works is these, these guys they buy this plastic waste from various sources and they will buy for example from their households or they will uh, take a contract of some uh, say a building or a some society or something like that and then they will you know uh, buy this material from there and then they segregate this material and they give it to the uh, big collection center who deals with this plastic waste and these collection centers then they uh, collect all this plastic waste and they bale it and then they give it to the recycler for recycling so this is how it works yeah so these uh, middlemen they form a integral part of this thing uh, but they needs to be you know more uh modernize or i would say you know more technology enabled so that you know we can have a more efficiency in the entire system and more transparency also because somewhat you uh, you might have seen that they sometimes adopt some kind of unethical practices also for example they will you know wait less or they will charge higher amount something like that so so if these things can uh like you know uh, can taken care of so i i believe that they uh, they are doing a good work here oh okay sir 
so uh, as as a probably uh, family or a building society mm-hmm. can we collect used plastic on our own and give it to the radiwalas maybe or you guys is that possible yes yes it's a uh, like it's uh, very much possible so uh, see what otherwise all of our waste is not segregated you know just put uh, with, with the organic waste all together so i was wondering yeah. if you could segregate it properly and give it to those people to water but 5 kg or 10 kg also will be like okay with us yeah that's amazing i'll try to connect with my society building and try if that's possible because that would be yes, definitely i believe like your society might be already giving this waste to a proper like you know some kind of a a uh, proper waste management agency only see the uh, i tell you like the societies institutions and all that they are very much you know aware about all this uh, you know this uh, all this uh, plastic rules as well as this uh, you know the how the proper disposal of the plastic is done and normally they give the plastic waste to the uh, proper uh, you know waste management agency only and this waste management agency will definitely it will give it to the uh, this material to the proper recycling chain so that is uh, most of the societies in india are doing that and uh, the uh, but most of the waste all, also is going to the uh, like you know the urban local bodies also there those system uh, is there uh, for like you know segregation of the waste but still it needs to be improved it needs to be strengthened there and uh, we need to ensure that uh, even for the urban local bodies also municipalities also whatever the waste they collect the only a minimum amount should go to the landfills most of the should go to the uh, re, uh, for the recycling so i think there's a huge scope of improvement in my building at least because usually people don't segregate their waste yeah segregation yeah. is very important yeah so more awareness on that front yeah i'll try i'll try into that okay so so what is uh, downcycling because i've heard that term a lot of times that once you recycle a certain plastic maybe bottle you can't get the entire bottle back or something of that sort could you explain that more sir so basically if you see the uh, recycling i tell you the recycling is uh, 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 basically uh, uh, downcycling is a kind of recycling only right where the recycled material is of a lower quality and functionality than that of the original material for example like if you see in india most of the recycling is a kind of a downcycling only okay uh, yeah because uh, whatever we are producing uh, you know this that is of a whatever we are recycling i would say that is of a somewhat inferior quality as compared to the original product for example uh, i would say uh, all this you know the hdpe that is a high density polyethylene you know which is used in various applications like you know shampoo bottles and like you know the hair oil bottles and all these things so that is mainly uh, recycled to form the granules and these granules are made up of and these granules uh, are used to make somewhat inferior kind of a you know plastic than this original plastic so that is called the downcycling so in india if you see most of the uh, this recycling is basically a kind of a downcycling only because the Uh, properties are uh, somewhat uh, degraded or somewhat lowered when you make the uh, final product and uh, i believe that you know a lot of uh, you know the uh, research and development should be there to make some kind of you know the higher value added products with this uh, uh, plastics as compared to the downcycling what we are doing and uh, i believe that since plastics itself are a kind of a man made product so it will not be very difficult to make some kind of a you know the higher value added products or a 
good quality products with the uh, recycling of these plastics yeah okay sir so this hdp material which you told us about mm-hmm. once uh, once it's recycled slash down cycle it's converted it to converted to an inferior sort of material yeah right and if that is recycled once more mm-hmm. is that possible yeah 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 so it will be see at the uh, at each down cycling i can say that it will be a uh, somewhat inferior material will come there so the, it can okay. be uh, you know recycle down cycle like you know uh, many times yeah okay sir is this also related to the term virgin plastic see virgin plastic is a different term actually so virgin plastic is a plastic which is a Uh, prepared from like you know the fresh source i would say uh, for example see this uh, plastic can be made up of uh, this the uh, say the uh, the petroleum products so the plastic which is made up of petroleum products fresh plastic is called as the virgin plastic and recycle is basically which is made out of uh, recycling of this plastic and does virgin plastic have some benefits over yeah, the yeah, other one see, see mostly the plastics what you are using is 70 80% is a virgin plastics only The okay. recycled plastic is like you know is made up by recycling of this uh, this plastic waste. So it is a uh, it's on a the quantities are on a lower side here. But uh, see the mostly the eighty uh, percent plastic you are using is the virgin plastic, and the virgin plastic has got a superior qualities as compared to the uh, the recycled one. Okay, superior quality as in it will have more shelf life probably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. It has got more shelf life. see uh, this virgin has got more strength you know it has got more luster it has got uh, you know the more durability so this is uh, as compared to the recycled one it has got a much better properties sir so, but maybe uh, in an ideal world we should move more towards reusing of recycled plastic and less of virgin plastic yeah absolutely so the uh, the idea should be that you know whatever the plastic waste uh see uh, the the uh, the whatever the plastic which we are generating we should be able to recycle the most of the uh, you know part of that for example if you see in india for the pet plastic bottles uh, the pet plastic bottles are the plastic bottles you know like for example uh, the mineral water bottles or the coca cola bottles or the pepsico you know the plastic okay. bottles which are used to store the beverages so these plastic bottles are like you know uh, 95% recycled in india and uh, okay. yeah because uh, in india they make this uh, recycled polyester staple fiber out of that which is called as a rpsf and this fiber is used as a alternate to normal virgin polyester and uh, in terms of the properties also it is same as the virgin polyester and uh, so and it is also uh, sold somewhat at a discount to this virgin polyester so therefore people are readily using that so in terms of the applicability i would also say the economics also play important role because if you see the recycled material is also sold at a discount to the virgin material the recycled fiber or recycled plastic they are both uh, uh, sold at a somewhat discount to the virgin one and therefore their acceptability is on a higher side okay so but uh, these fabrics made out of this kind of polyester they release micro uh, plastic side and that eventually goes into our oceans so that yeah, so, also has its problems yeah yeah absolutely see uh, like uh, this ocean waste is also a big issue uh, now globally and uh, if you see like you know uh, across the uh, different continents this uh, ocean waste problem has become a, uh, is increasingly becoming more and more severe 
and uh, so this ocean waste has to be checked right at the inception because if you see the uh, the major source of the ocean waste are the rivers itself you know because the rivers are flowing the waste to the oceans so uh, so this uh, so the one has to you know deal with the uh, tackling of the pollutions uh, at the river itself so that this ocean waste should be minimized yeah no okay, sir so what is it working with these pet uh, companies maybe uh, coca cola or whatever because they keep continuing with the plastic production and just going for recycling will not probably solve their problem of uh, you know polluting the environment oceans or whatever yeah see the, see this plastic actually uh, i would tell you like plastic is not a problem at all uh, see plastic is a wonderful material the only problem is that uh, the uh, if uh, the, uh, the if the collection of the plastic is not properly done then it becomes a problem actually and uh, because see there are technologies available for the recycling of the plastic waste but the collection of the plastic uh, you know remains the challenge actually and if you see the uh, specifically the you know the areas like the tourist areas like the hilly areas if you see or even on the in india if you see on the beaches and the uh, like the, near the oceans also you will see a lot of plastic waste is being littered actually and nobody yeah. collects them yeah so uh, so this problem needs to be tackled and uh, so this is very important that you know that uh, the uh, the maximum quantity of the plastic waste should be lifted from and particularly from all these uh, eco sensitive areas like the hills and the you know beaches and the oceans etc and uh, this uh, the because this plastic uh, there is no other alternative to plastic as of now because if we use paper as a plastic uh, instead of plastics then uh, paper also has you know different kind of issues because uh, then it will lead to you know more uh, i would say uh, cutting of trees and all these issues and then the other materials like metals and all that they are very very expensive yeah so so plastics is a i would say it's a wonderful material it's cheap it's durable and it has got a good strength and uh, the but the issue here is that we need to have a proper collection mechanism for this uh, tackling the plastic waste because if you see in most of the european countries uh, this plastic waste uh, littering is not a problem much in india it is the a big problem actually because in india we do not have a proper collection mechanism for this collection of the plastic waste though we have the recycling facilities are available in india but the collection is a challenge so if we can address this collection as a challenge then definitely you know you won't find uh, this plastic pollution in india yeah okay sir uh, sir i've heard that uh, america and some european countries also send their waste to poor countries so yeah, that right. they can escape the problem altogether yeah so like uh, you are right uh, you are right actually see earlier they used to send this material to uh, particularly to the china you know and china you china used to have a good uh, you know recycling industry so for pet plastics and all that they used to make this uh, fiber out of that and then the other uh, plastics they used to make this uh, granules out of that so this is a practice uh, by them and uh, in in most of the countries like china and the other like you know a uh, few other third world countries basically this uh, recycling industry is already there and these uh, the products which are sent by the european countries and the us and all that they are feeding these uh, recycling industry and uh, so it's a kind of a you know because setting up a plant in uh, us or a uh, 
this uh, European countries, it involves a lot of investments, you know, and therefore they might be, uh, that is one of the reasons that they are like sending this material to them. But uh, my understanding is that uh, one should have like, you know, uh, proper uh, disposal and the recycling of this plastic waste at their, you know, at the country specific level itself. Yeah. And uh, so the European countries and the uh, US, they should have like, you know, they should invest in technologies and capacity building in uh, recycling space itself to ensure that whatever the waste they are generating, they, it can be recycled at their end only. Because they already have the technologies in place, only they need to put some investments and they need to, you know, uh, put up the plant and machinery there and then it can be deleted. So uh, among different kinds of plastics, are there any plastics which cannot be recycled or are very uneconomical to recycle? Yes, see, the, all the plastics are recyclable plastics. Now, the why? Uh-huh. So the problem here comes is that see when there is a mixing of the plastics, so then it becomes a problem. For example, if you see a multi-layer packaging, uh, for example, if you see uh, uh, a chips packet is there, right? Now you see that this chips packet has got a different layers and one of the layer is a metal layer also aluminum layer is there. There is a very small thin aluminum layer is there. So this, uh, since it's a multi-layered plastics with the aluminum layer also, so it becomes very difficult to uh, recycle because what happens is actually uh, it all, it all depends on the economics. So the cost of recycling becomes very high in that case. Also, in those, in some cases where uh, you know this plastic waste is uh, is highly soiled or it's very dirty, you know, oh. so then or it's you know mixed with some kind of a wet waste. So there also it becomes problem with the recycling. So the issue here is that see the plastic is all the plastics are recyclable. Only thing is that you know during the application of the plastic, these some of the plastic becomes very soiled. Or during the you know making of this plastic packaging, if you mix different kind of plastics, then it becomes difficult uh, to recycle them. So, sir, uh, can packets like, for example, I have a packet here, flimsy packet like this, can yeah. this also be recycled? Yeah, yeah. See, this packet can be easily recycled. The problem comes is since it's a very very uh, like in you know, a lightweight packet, so yeah. therefore nobody will pick it up. So. Yeah. Uh, see uh, the economics of this work on the per kg basis. For example, see a rack picker, see whatever the plastic he collects, he will sell it to uh, uh, a big uh, a collection center on a per kg basis. Say, for example, if he collects a PET bottle, so a PET bottle has got a 20 grams weight, right? So for a 1 kg, uh, you know, uh, I would say for a one kg of plastic waste, he has to collect say 50 PT bottles, right? But these kind of a plastic, uh, you know, the packaging, what you had showed me, so it might be of a five grams, you know, yeah, so, here, uh-huh, so that rack picker needs to collect something like, you know, 200 such kind of a packets for, you know, one kg. And this will be sold at something like, you know, 10 rupees per kg or eight rupees per kg. So well, he will get nothing out of that. So that's why basically they are not interested in uh, uh, the, they are not interested in collecting this kind of waste. They are more interested in collecting the hard kind of the plastic waste, like PET bottles and the other HD bottles and all these things. Okay, sir. So, do they wash the HDP bottles before giving it to the centers? Basically, because otherwise, that will be also. Yeah, all that do not wash. They do not do anything. They just do a, some kind of an initial, uh, I would say, uh, segregation, 
and but at the collection centers uh, again at the collection centers they are you know uh, at they are bailed and then they are sent to the recycler at the recycler and they are washed they are you know they are washed properly and they are like subjected to uh, some kind of a proper washing and cleaning and then they are uh, before the proper recycling happens here so basically if we want to recycle all our waste properly then we should segregate these kind of packets ourselves yes 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 okay and so if we do that on our own so uh, how do we understand the different kinds of plastics because for me uh, say this this kind of plastic or an and an amazon plastic bag they seem the same so so are there any different kinds for example yeah. i also see uh, some plastic packets have these numbers on them sometimes yeah, right. 5 yeah, right. 4 with right. the arrow yeah. mark i don't understand so does that mean something yeah so basically there are different kind of plastics and as you rightly said there are like you know the numbers are there and these numbers have got some kind of a meaning and these numbers uh, uh, you know represent the name of the plastic for example if you see uh, you will see a some kind of a, you know the recycle symbol or a triangle kind of a thing and then there will be a number inside for example there will be number 1 so this number 1 is a pt that is a polyethylene uh, triethylate pt and which is as i told you like a coca cola bottle or a say a, a beverage bottle then for two it is a, a hdp that is a high density polyethylene so then number 3 is the pvc four is ldp so these kind of uh, okay. numbers are there yeah. and so these different numbers they represent the different kind of plastics and as per the government regulations also for all kind of plastic packaging waste all the uh, brand owners they need to have the, uh, the uh, this numbers should be there so basically if we want uh, if we want to separate plastic on our own segregate it properly then we can match the numbers and do it accordingly yes 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 okay. that you can then it will be more efficient for right. you guys and probably the sadhvi walas also to collect right right Okay, that's amazing to know. So, so how much of the plastic is actually recycled in India? As you said, ninety percent plus for PET bottles. But on the whole, see, on the whole, will be something like you know, close to about the sixty percent, I would say. So, but again, like these numbers are, uh, I would say, kind of a, there are different numbers floating around. But sixty percent is a kind of a number which is, I would say, more of a consensus type. and uh, so this includes all kind of plastic packaging waste including the uh, the polythene sheet the sheet what you had uh, you know shown to me also so mlp uh, these uh, single use, single use plastics and all these things so 60% will be the right number okay sir so and i also see in some newspapers uh, some articles that they have this mention of microns yes. that less than this microns will be not recyclable yes yes what does that mean so microns basically means the i would say a density kind of a thing so if it's a higher micron then this plastic will be much more thicker right and it has got a high density so uh, so this uh, normally uh, like earlier uh, uh, the center pollution control board has said that all the carry bags they should be uh, like uh, should be having more than 50 microns now they have increased this to 75 and 120 respectively so this uh, micron thing is a density so more is the higher the uh, microns the more thicker this uh, plastic uh, packaging would be and uh, the reason here is that you know the why the uh, the government authorities are insisting on increasing the microns is that the if you see the uh, the uh, plastic packaging which is thicker in nature it is more likely to get 
collected or more likely to get picked up by the waste pickers because as i told you like it all depends on the waste uh, the uh, weight uh, only so the higher the thickness it will be uh, more easily picked up and also it can be reused also to a larger extent so if it's a, if you see uh, normally in india people have a practice of you know keeping this you know the uh, thick polythene sheets a uh, thick thick polythene i would not the sheets the uh, the carry bags at their homes and then they use it for like you know different purposes yeah so because it can be uh, used for reused also it can be used for multiple purposes also therefore government is insisting on increasing the uh, thickness of this carry bags to minimize the plastic pollution so the present rule is 120 microns see the present rule is actually now 75 microns from 2023 onwards it will be 120 microns yeah okay so and these recent bans we had seen probably last year or last to last year starting from maharashtra i believe yeah so they had uh, wanted to eliminate all kinds of plastic bags or only of a certain micron yeah so basically yeah. the main bans was on the single use plastics i would say so single use plastics uh, for example like you know these straws are there right so then there are like you know the cutleries the plastic cutleries are there so these are the uh, items which are very difficult to collect and nobody collects them and they have do not have any commercial value and therefore uh, the government decided to impose some kind of a ban on that so these are the single use plastics and uh, so that is the uh, that's why like most of the uh, governments including the central government is also like you know banning these uh, products and these are like one of the major causes of this plastic pollution so so plastic bags as such are not included in single use plastic because the, they can be reused yeah so the carry bags are there uh, so but then again they have to fulfill this uh, micron requirement and uh, so they can be uh, if they are fulfilling this uh, micron requirement then they can be uh, you know used okay so so but uh, these days i see a lot of thin plastic bags yeah thin bags are yeah they are not allowed actually the thin plastic bags are not allowed at all okay not allowed but still i see that is in practice a lot of people are using it yeah Why? so uh, because is it so because uh, there are some uh, plastic bag making industry which still continues to make them because there is demand yeah definitely there is a demand in india for that and in fact like government also initiated a program they where they urged people to you know uh, to bring their own cloth bags you know remember for all this grocery yeah. shopping vegetable shopping and all that so so but uh, in india like you know things will take some time to you know the uh, i would say materialize so uh, so the best solution for that is like you know uh, people can use their like cloth bags and because they can be used, they can be used for multiple times and that will uh, you know the reduce this uh, plastic uh, carry bag consumption okay so so the ban on single use plastics are there going to be any further such bans as you said if from 2023 there will be more initiatives yeah so uh, like uh, the government is basically focusing on total elimination of the single use plastics and the prime minister himself has uh, from time and again he has said that about this you know the complete ban and complete elimination of the single use plastics so definitely the single use plastics ban would be there and it will be uh, it will stay there and uh, but we believe that for the other plastic packaging for example like pet bottles which have got a higher recycling rates and the other like you know the uh, mlps and all that so basically there there is no need for ban because they are already getting picked up and uh, 
there is a proper commercial uh, recycling chain is already established in india but uh, these single use plastics i would say that they needs to be banned here okay so uh what about bpa there was this fair in between of a chemical called bisphenol a which was contained in some kind of plastics and especially if you keep food in it it's not supposed to be healthy for the human yeah. body so uh, basically bpa is a kind of a i would say a industrial chemical uh, you know a chemical compound which is used to make certain kind of a, a plastics and the plastic resins and uh, so these uh, bpa uh, basically these plastics i would say they uh, they were used in uh, like you know some uh, plastic packaging which even stores like you know the food and beverages also so that is and uh, as per the uh, some kind of a studies you know that this is a uh, a compound which can uh, you know cause the harm to the body so but this bpa is not used by uh, in india particularly for this uh, food and beverage industry at this point of time because okay. uh, this is uh, the food and beverage industry in india is not using that uh, and they are whatever they are uh, but again there is a kind of a uh, you know some claims that it is being used so again it's not a very i would say it's kind of a debatable topic at this point of time that whether it's being used or it's not being used by this and i've also heard that it's uh, there are debates also about whether it is really harmful to the human body yeah exactly so matlab some people are saying it's harmful to the body but some some people are saying that you know uh, its content is so low that it cannot provide any kind of harm to that so definitely say it's a harmful uh, to the human body if it is uh, it has uh, you know certain kind of a minimum uh, threshold quantity so definitely it's a harmful thing but uh, the uh, on the other hand the uh, the plastic manufacturers are saying that you know this content is very less or it's all it's almost nil you can say that therefore it's not a, a cause of any concern or a threat okay so when we recycle these plastics and convert them into granules mm-hmm. uh, what what happens with them do other companies buy these granules so for example see these granules then are they they are mixed with the virgin granules and to make some kind okay. of a recycled product for example if you see like uh, there are a lot of parts the like plastic parts like for example if you see uh, a simple fan is there so it has got a different plastic parts right or a ac is there or a refrigerator is there yeah. so there are different plastic parts are there so these plastic parts they are made out of by mixing of this virgin as well as the recycled plastic set so because okay. uh, uh, mixing helps them to reduce the cost so then there is demand from industries and they take yeah, yeah there is a demand for this industry and it is probably much cheaper than virgin granules yeah exactly it's cheaper than the virgin okay and sir maybe without taking names who are the biggest if not the biggest popular buyers of these granules basically this is uh, there is no particular like uh, i would say large companies like most of the if you see uh most of the organizations who are involved in like you know even in the small set, scale sector also they are using this uh, kind of a recycled plastic and you know? so this is used in a, a much wider scale i would say so all these small scale industries are using it very aggressively and uh, so this is used in a much wider scale so uh, i cannot name anybody because the data is not there but I definitely understand. it's used in a much more wider scale so 
most of the re- see most of the small scale industries uses all this recycled granules because it reduces the cost here. Okay, sir. So, sir, maybe coming back to the same question, but are there any kinds of plastics which cannot be recycled? For example, as you said, MLPs. Yeah, see, MLPs actually is made up of uh, different layers of plastics, actually. Yeah. So, therefore, it, it creates a problem in recycling. So, are there any other similar materials which are difficult to recycle and then maybe... Okay, uh, as I told you earlier, also like, you know, uh, see plastics in itself, they can be easily recycled. There are technologies available which can recycle any kind of plastics. Only thing is that, you know, getting this, uh, the uh, the collection is a challenge. The collection of this plastic waste, which is, uh, you know, so as to minimize the dirt, dust and the, you know, the stains. So if the collection of the plastic waste is proper, then every, uh, this is plastic waste is recycled, yeah. Answer is recycling a very resource-intensive process. Yeah, so or, uh, see, uh, recycling is a, a process where uh, you know I would say, see for this all these granules and uh, like uh, HDLD etc. Recycling, it's not a highly capital incentive uh, intensive I would say process. So you can set up a factory by like five crores or ten crores investment. You can put a factory. But for this PET recycling, so it involves a, a much bigger investment amount because they are you are making this fiber out of this, and uh, so there the investment required is on a much higher side. Okay. okay, so also about uh, energy intensive. Mm-hmm. Does it require a lot of energy to do it, or is it a low in, low energy intensive? Process? No, basically it's like any other normal kind of uh, industry, so it's not very highly. Energy requirements are also not on a much higher side. It's like any other normal industry. Oh, okay. So about the recycling policy in India, how is mm-hmm. it like? Can it do with any improvement? Yeah, so this uh, for this plastic recycling policy in India, so in uh, 2016, the government came out with the plastic waste management rule 2016. So this these rules were uh, basically notified by the Ministry of Environment. And uh, so these rules, they said about this, you know, this uh, EPR, uh, they introduced this uh, EPR into India. EPR is extended producer responsibility. So as per these rules, uh, all the uh, brand owners, importers and producers, they need to set up a system of collection and the recycling of the plastic waste, whatever they produce. So this was uh, like, so this, uh, and also they had, you know, given this responsibilities to uh, of waste collection to urban local bodies, Gram Panchayas also. And uh, they had also uh, introduced a system of, you know, uh, you know, the registration of this uh, recyclers and the brand owners also. So this was the first step in this direction. And then 2018, there was an amendment of these rules which came. And this amendment said that, uh, that any uh, brand owner who is working in more than two states, they need to register themselves with the uh, Central Pollution Control Board, and if they are selling their products in one or two states, then they need to register with the local Pollution Control Board. And uh, so this was in 2018, and since 2018, the government became more active in implementation of these rules. And uh, so since then, like you know, a uh, lot of brand owners they have got registrations with the uh, Central Pollution Control Board as a brand owner, and they are actively doing this uh, EPR fulfillment that is the collection of the waste and the proper disposal of the same. 
and then in 2021 also they came out uh, with this uh, amendment to these rules again and uh, there uh, they increased one is the carry bags uh, you know the uh, density uh, this micron thing from 50 to 75 and gradually it will be increased to 120 and then again they also uh, you know they talked about ban on certain like you know the sup uh, the single use products and uh, then recently uh, in uh, October, they again came out, uh, the MOEF had again come out with a draft uh, notification, which talks about the targets, the reuse. Now they are more promoting on the reuse of this plastic uh, waste also. So they are talking and they are targeting about the targets of say 35% of the waste collection uh, for the first year. So, so these rules are like, you know, the government has now become very active on this, uh, this, uh, this plastic waste management. And through this different notifications, they are, you know, uh, framing uh, the different policies for implementation of this, uh, you know, these rules. And also their focus is on increased uh, recycling and uh, plus involvement of the urban local bodies in the entire collection and uh, recycling part. And also now they have also introduced the reuse of this uh, plastics uh, packaging wherever it is possible. So, so this is the plastic waste management rules. Yeah. And uh, we also have a solid waste management rules. Yeah, right. And so, is that related to general municipal? Yeah, so earlier, like, you know, before 2016, the plastic waste were under the solid waste only. But now, okay. since the government has become more focused on plastic waste, so, so they have created this uh, separate rules for them. Okay. So I had read this law regarding... MLPs, where MLPs were earlier intended to be banned altogether, but yeah. then there was an there was an escape mechanism. In the right? Yeah. So, sir, what do you think about that? Because uh, uh, it's also since MLPs, as you said, are one of the most uh, difficult to recycle plastic products. Should that yeah. not be reduced? Yeah, right. Instead of so basically, yeah. See, uh, the MLPs basically are treated. Uh, for the energy recovery right now. So they are being treated by the either the cement plants or the waste to energy plants. And uh, they are, they are co-processed and used as an alternative to the fuel. That is a coal, you can say that. And uh, though the MLPs are difficult to recycle, but since they have a good high calorific value, so they can be used in these uh, waste to energy plants or the uh, cement factories. And uh, since uh, initially uh, this government had intention of, you know, banning them, but then, you know, the brand owners, uh, you know, they, uh, they made a, like, you know, representation to them and said that these MLPs can be, uh, you know, uh, rec energy recovered and those MLPs, which are not energy recovered, you can ban them. And, uh, and also the uh, issue here is that uh, there is no alternative to the MLPs at, at this point of time. So we believe that, you know, if they are uh, properly collected, because the collection is a main challenge. So if they are properly collected, so then they can be, uh, uh, you know, they can be easily processed uh, in the cement factories or in the uh, waste to energy plants. And then there will be a, uh, and there will not be any kind of a plastic pollution. Here. So technically, if you see, we can recover energy from all kinds of products after birth. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah, so that seems to be, to me, it seems to be like a loophole for anything you want to include, right? Yeah. So, uh, say, uh, I would say that, you know, uh, as you rightly said, that any kind of plastics can be energy recovered. Yes. But here, this onus of this uh, 
this uh, collection and the owners of this recovery is now made to the uh, is on the hands of the brand owners actually yeah. so they have to ensure that whatever they are generating they have to need to collect back and they need to ensure that it is properly uh, you know co-processed or energy recovered so that is the government uh, that is the what the government has done now so so do these epr rules apply on these brand owners also yeah yeah so these rules are applied to the one is the brand owners then they are also applied to the uh, importers as well as to the producers yeah i see some epr programs as a normal customer i see epr programs from say samsung or these brands trying to get their phones back but i never see any epr programs from these uh, chips companies yeah, right, right. or I've week. never seen that. I yeah, so the government. Yeah, so you are absolutely right that for this e-waste actually, so there is a different mechanism because this e-waste is not collected at all. So all this, uh, like you know, the Apple and the you know the LG and the other like big brands, they are having some kind of a you know uh, buyback kind of programs there. But in uh, this for the plastic waste, we do not have uh, such kind of a buyback or a deposit different kind of a programs in India at this point of time. What we believe that they should be there. and uh, so these because these buybacks and this deposit different kind of a system will ensure the direct collection from the uh, user okay so sir. yeah because right now the material is though it's collected but it is collected through different chain actually because if you there is a chain of kamariwala and then there is a collection center and then sometimes there is a trader also involved so but if there is a direct collection direct buyback then there will be a, a direct uh, you know collection with minimum contamination and uh, you know the good uh, value for everybody so should we as customers insist on uh, you know the companies doing more epr for these chips packets and snacks yeah, packets absolutely absolutely that you know the uh, the company should do more and more epr uh, for not only the chips packet but all kind of uh, plastic packaging whatever they are using and uh, and definitely it will be in a it will be a good to society and the country at large okay sir so on an individual level like on a building society level can we also collect chips packets and give it to somebody because i i suspect yes, yes, absolutely that absolutely see the uh, the earlier also we were talking that you know that you can definitely collect uh, the chips packet or the different kind of plastic packaging or the pet bottles and you can give it to either us or any other like you know the proper waste agency and they will ensure that uh, it is uh, either sent to recycling or it is sent to the uh, co processing yeah. So does your company or similar other companies also handle MLP waste? Yeah, yes, we handle the MLP waste, and uh, so we have like tie up with the cement companies like uh, Ambuja Cement, Altatrack, and like and also the waste to energy plants. And uh, so whatever we uh, collect this MLP waste, we ensure that it is properly, uh, you know, uh, given to the energy recovery. And in India, there is also uh, in the you know the different players have also come out with uh, technologies for even the recycling of this uh, mlp waste also but they are in a initial stages only okay so waste to energy plants in india are not uh, uh, at the stage of actually producing energy is it could you tell yeah. us more about that yeah see basically uh, like government has given uh, you know there's a policy by government where the cement plants as well as the waste to energy plants they can use this uh this mlp waste as against their normal coal as a fuel right so this uh, and these uh, and then uh, these plants they get incentives from the government also to use this alternative fuel 
and therefore they are uh, using uh, uh, these fuels here. So, sir, uh, I'm just more curious about the waste to energy process. Mm -hmm. So, is there a waste to energy plant in Delhi or NCR? Yeah, so basically ILFS has got a plant in Gajipur, uh, like uh, in like uh, Delhi. Then, uh, okay, near by, the landfill. Uh, near the landfill, yeah. Then there is a plant in like Sonipat uh, by JBM. So there are like waste energy plants are there like in India. And plus, as I told you, like even the cement plants like Ultratech, Ambuja, where we are working. And even there are many more plants also. So they are, uh, they have a mandate to... Uh, you know, the co-process this uh, plastic uh, MLP waste and this plastic MLP waste they can uh, co-process as against the fuel. Yeah. So what is the meaning of co-process? Co-process is basically they are uh, like using uh, as against fuel for, uh, you know, okay. uh, for basically a recovering of the energy from that particular material. Yeah. So, and when you burn these kind of plastics, uh, do they not leave some chemicals? In yeah, so basically they have chemicals, but these plants have got, you know, the systems inbuilt, uh, which ensures that there is no, uh, like, the pollution into that. Because not every uh, cement factory is given license to the, uh, to, uh, to, I would say, to process these, uh, you know, the MLP waste. Only the selected few, which have got a technology, you know, so where there is minimization of, uh, there's harmful uh, elements there only you can like you know we process these products yeah okay sir so there are some kinds of plastics which i find in my house like for example medicine packets mm -hmm. the upper part is made of plastic but the lower is of metal mm -hmm. is it also an mlp yeah, yeah it's a kind of ml multi-layer packaging okay sir so how is that recycled See, again, that I told you, like, you know, like, uh, it is collected and normally it is sent to the, uh, for the energy recovery, yeah, because it's very okay. difficult to, like, you know, manually uh, yeah. segregate them. And even if you do uh, manually segregate them, then it, it is not cost effective or uh, the cost becomes very high. Yeah. yeah, it's almost physically impossible to do yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah, I try to do that one actually. So, sir, uh, we are ending right now. Could you just tell us a bit more about, you know, what steps could we take uh, mm -hmm. uh, or what steps are needed for improvement of recycling? Yeah, see, I tell you, like, see, uh, in India, if you see, the uh, definitely the recycling facilities are there and there are a lot of technologies are also available for recycling. And also there is a, uh, I would say, the funds are available for, you know, setting up of these plants also. But the problem is mainly with the collection of this uh, waste. Now, so I would say for the collection, one has to take, you know, different steps and it involves not only the general public, but also the government also. So one is number one, creating awareness about this source segregation. So that is very important. So source segregation means that at every home, uh, at every household, at every institution, building, office, you know, any society. So one has to segregate the, uh, at least to start with, uh, segregate between dry waste and the wet waste. So that is the most important thing because if the waste is segregated then you know it becomes easier for recycling. If the waste is not segregated then the recycling becomes problem and this waste ends up at the landfills. So this is very very important and the awareness should be uh, given to the school children also and uh, the uh, regarding this thing because uh, people though they are aware about that the plastic pollution and how this plastic is impacting, but definitely 
uh, you know, the steps taken to, you know, control this plastic pollution should be taught. And so this is the most important thing. Second thing is that the, we should have, you know, the proper infrastructure in place, for example, like dustbins, etc. cetera, uh, at, you know, for the, to avoid the littering of the waste, because we have seen like, you know, at most of the places outside, there's no uh, dustbins and, uh, you know, the physical infrastructure is not available actually. So even if, if somebody wants to, uh, like, you know, if somebody is using a plastic packaging and if somebody wants to, you know, drop that plastic packaging in a proper place, but that person doesn't find the, you know, physical infrastructure for that or the dustbin. So they should be there. Third is that the, uh, the organizations which are using the plastic packaging, they should promote the schemes like the deposit refund schemes or the buyback schemes where they can buy directly from the end user and they can give some kind of incentives to them. So definitely it will play an important role. Fourth point I would suggest is that uh, the, uh, if you see most of the like uh, uh, cities, the, uh, the responsibility of collection of the waste is with the urban local body or the municipality, I would say, or the municipal corporation, whatever it is. So these municipalities or the municipal corporations, one, they should be given, you know, the if you uh, the persons of these uh, urban local bodies should be given one is a proper training. Because if you, you must have seen many times that, you know, you segregate the waste, but whenever you give this segregated waste to a, you know, the guy from the municipality, so he will dump all the waste in the same vehicle right so that yeah. yeah so many times you see that these people are not aware about these things yeah so they should be given the proper training of managing this waste because the waste management has become very technical now so they should be given you know proper uh, training proper uh you know uh, proper training of this uh, management of this plastic waste and also they should be there should be more funds for you know upgradation of the infrastructure for the collection of the waste so if these things happen, so definitely you see a lot of improvement will be there and uh, a lot of collection uh, will happen. And once the collection has happened, then definitely the recycling rates will go up and uh, this will uh, lead to a you know, much lesser plastic pollution. So are there any subsidies or incentives given for these kind of steps? See, right now, there are no, yes, right now there are no uh, subsidies or incentives at this point of time. So different organizations, different NGOs are working like, you know, on this, uh, basically on this plastic uh, pollution. Then, you know, the even the organizations are, uh, the companies, the brand owners are basically utilizing this uh, EPR money for, you know, for uh, creating awareness or for, you know, collection part. So, but uh, right now there is no, uh, I would say, uh, subsidies by the government. Yeah. Okay, sir. So thank you, sir. Thank you for thank you, connecting with us. Yeah, thanks a lot. So that was interesting, wasn't it? I learned so many new things. I learned that plastic is real in some ways, which has made many things possible. It enables us to preserve food for longer, provides cheap living solutions for advantaged, among many other things. But we should focus on reducing first and recycling next. Just focusing on recycling without looking into systemic changes is also not the solution. If you want to take only one thing with you from here, that should be segregate, segregate and segregate. If you don't segregate your waste, it will end up being mixed with organic waste and can neither be reused nor recycled. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please follow Manthan. See you next time.